Happy American Thanksgiving, everybody, and welcome to the Talking Games Podcast. I'm Bobby Shortle. I'm here with Justin Townsend. Hello there. And Kelsey Lavati. Hello. So, Kelsey, what are you doing on this sacred American holiday that you are not celebrating? <laughs> Working. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I had my Thanksgiving in October, and November is just a dreary, dreary month. <laughs> Do you guys have, like, an equivalent of Black Friday, like the day after your Thanksgiving? Uh, I, we have Black Friday when you guys have Black Friday. Really? Yeah, we just copied you. That's strange. <laughs> yeah. It's because we have... It's some. It, do you guys have Boxing Day? No, we don't have Boxing Day. Okay, yeah, we have Boxing Day the day after Christmas, where you go spend all the money you got, mm-hmm. and that was what it was. And then um, they started doing Black Friday when you guys do Black Friday. That's interesting because the reason we do Black Friday on the day is because everyone has off from work, so that's why it's such a huge shopping day. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's that's well tomorrow. For people listening to this, maybe if they're listening to it on Thursday, um, avoiding your family or trying to tune out <laughs> the political talk with, with, with headphones in your ears. Uh, yeah, so tomorrow is, is Black Friday. Hope you guys will enjoy your your sweet video game deals. There are some good ones. There are some good ones. Uh, we debated whether or not we were going to talk about them, but then we realized that it'll be good for a day and then you, it won't matter. Skyrim Remastered is like 25 bucks at some places. Yeah, I would just check all the, the circulars. And the good thing about... The video game deals, like the like deals on the actual games, is that most of the time you don't have to be crazy to get them. Like you can just go later in the day and just get them. Yeah, they're not, those aren't. Really it's not like a TV, yeah. or a computer that's going to sell it in like thirty seconds. And Amazon. I have a question. Yeah. Go ahead. Is Black Friday really that crazy? Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's insane. I worked at. I've only I only worked in retail for two Black Fridays, but one was at Best Buy. Good Lord. And that was a living nightmare. Uh, I had to be at work at three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Uh, and this was before. And luckily, this was before they were doing the whole like, we're going to open at midnight bullshit that they do now. Well, now it's we're going to open door. Like some places are opening doors at five o'clock on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Uh, so the, oh, my God. It's, it, and it, it came, became so bad with the stores being on Thanksgiving that now like marshall's tj maxx home goods are running ads being like we ain't open on thanksgiving we care about families so that's how <laughs> bad it's gotten that the people are are promoting the fact that they aren't open on thanksgiving yeah but so this is before all that so at least at least like they opened it like they opened it like five in the morning or something you know that was like what they did but i had to be there like three in the morning i basically ate thanksgiving dinner to my family and then was like good night <laughs> this is what, what i did uh but i stopped at a 7-eleven on the way there and there was like there were like nurses like getting off of their like obviously like graveyard shift at the, at the hospital and they're like oh, are you working at best buy today and i was like yeah they're like i'm really sorry <laughs> uh, people used to do that too at toys r us because black fridays it's still a big deal um but there's not as much deals i find as you guys like i don't find there's like crazy price differences mm-hmm. it's more like a regular sale and they just slap on the black friday so when I worked at Toys in Quebec, there's a law that you can't have your store open, I think, earlier than eight. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I used to bitch about being at work at eight o'clock in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? It's Who a, scheduled it, me? <laughs> Black Friday is, I mean, most people listening to this are, you know, in America. Yeah. Um, But it's 
It's a nightmare. It's a nightmare. People and, die. Yeah, definitely. People get trampled. I, what? People, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Every year there are a couple people who die. Who died, died at Walmart a couple of years back. Like oh, here, yeah. on the, here on the oh, islands, yeah, he got that. trampled by the crowd breaking through the door. Yeah, because and and they they try to like mitigate it because what they do now is like you're online, they hand out like 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 basically coupons or like you know like raffle or tickets that say like okay what do you want do you want the computer okay here and, and they hand out how many computer so they have they hand out tickets for each one so it's it's like you, you before you enter the store it's you like know. you know whether you're getting it or not so there's no point in like rushing in one of my favorite pastimes though is the day of black friday or like later that night is like getting online and watching all of the chaos that people record of like people fighting over a TV mm-hmm. and I can be like those idiots. Yeah, I, I never I never go to the stores on, on on Black Friday, but I worked that one and then I worked Black Friday at the Nintendo World store the year the Wii came out. Woof. Oh my god. <laughs> Which wasn't so bad only because we didn't have any Wiis because <laughs> nobody did at that point, you know. So we didn't. We it wasn't like there was a there was like a crazy like line i worked the day of the we launched the nintendo world store that was an insane day but this was just like it was just constantly people walking in and playing freaking wii games at, at like the stations or whatever but i read to work in retail for black friday but i take that back i did when i was a kid um i worked at kohl's but i worked at banking for a long time mm. and banking you were open on black friday and it's a busy day for a bank i bet i bet it's a busy day for a bank but yeah it's it's a it's a crazy ass day it's like one of those like you know, you get a lot of people being like, yeah, this is what America is, you know, in a really derogatory way because it's very much so consumer crazed and stuff like that. But yeah, it's it's a it's a crazy day, but it's good. It's good in the fact that if you don't do it, there, you you feel very good because like there's I, I, I always feel like this stupid sense of superiority on that day that I'm not running around at those things. Plus, if you want something, most of the time online stores are having their deals anyway. Oh yeah, so like, yeah, yeah. I want and the Cyber video Monday. game stuff. Cyber Monday, yeah, yeah. yeah so Cyber Monday. Amazon's going to be selling stuff at a discount. If I really want it, I'll go there. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But yeah, I so, think people like the fight. Oh yeah, they definitely do. They like the hunt too. They they, they feel like they're you know, because people like to complain. So like they're like, oh man, that 4K TV at 50 bucks is out of stock. Mm-hmm. I'm so mad. It's probably <laughs> what it what it's like in America. Yeah. Not that, not that calm sounding though, Kelsey. <laughs> There's a lot more curses coming out. A lot more disgusting. I'm Canadian. I know. I know. We could all we could all be we could all stand to be a little more Canadian here here in America. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to Thanksgiving though. Lots of freaking awesome food. So yeah. that's what I'm looking forward to: turkey and mashed potatoes and stuff like that. Stuffing. Stuffing's my favorite part of Thanksgiving. Oh, me too. Mashed potatoes. Stuffing. Mashed potatoes all day. I love it. I love the. The stuffing that was actually cooked inside the bird. That's the part that's like the best. Because, you know, you, you can't cook when you're cooking for like 10 people. Like, you can't put all of that stuffing in the bird because it would be ridiculous. So, yeah, yeah that's true. it's like mixed in together. But that's my favorite part of it. But, yeah, looking forward to that. Um, right now, we're all probably stuff. Well, not Kelsey because she had our Thanksgiving in October. But we're <laughs> the rest of us are stuffing our faces at, at, at the moment, probably. And watching football. And watching football, for sure. For sure. Uh so yeah, so we have some listener questions to, to go through here. Yes, so this is a thing for us now. Yeah. It's, we tried to make it a thing before, and it just, it never really took off. But the thing is like, I looked, we have like 880 something, 85 followers mm-hmm. on Twitter. We've been stagnant at that number for a while. Yeah. Um, but we know from looking at the numbers, there are more people that listen to this show. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot more people. Yes. So those people who are not answering the call on Twitter, reach out to us. Mm-hmm. Reach out to us through Twitter. 
If you're anti-Twitter, congratulations. I admire <laughs> you. Email us. Bobby, what's the email? Games at TalkingComicBooks.com. We got one of those t- uh, this week. Yes, we did. Do you want me to read that one first? Go ahead. Okay. So this is from Henrik, because he says, don't put too much emphasis on the I, emphasize the E instead. So Henrik, um, who's a great listener and follower and, and fan. He's awesome. Um, I named the uh, the big bad in our D&D campaign after him. Oh, awesome. <laughs> but uh, he says, well, hello, you fine people. Any thoughts on pre-alpha games? Do you avoid them? What pre-alpha games have you actually bought? And what did... what?" Uh, and what did they do? What did they do well? Um, so, uh, you know, some of the terminology here, I think, can be a little bit, you know, uh, mixed up. But uh, we're talking about uh, there's there's two kind of things. There's the pre-alpha stuff that they put out like free, you know, for games that are going to be like AAA games that are coming out. We saw that with um, Destiny before it came out. There was an alpha, not really a pre-alpha, but an alpha. But pre-alpha stuff is more like early access stuff on Steam is where you see most of that and sort of the game preview program on Xbox. Yeah. Um, so a, a lot of these kind of like open world survival games, like for instance, um, uh, We Happy Few uh, was, I don't know if it was pre-alpha or it was alpha. They don't usually release games that are pre-alpha because like they're usually not in a playable state Form, yeah. at, at that point. But um, I, again, the terminology is, is very mixed up and weird at this point too because the sort of big games have sort of destroyed the terms alpha and beta by just putting out what are what are basically demos of their games um, and calling them alpha and, and beta to, I guess, get them more press or, or whatever. So uh, for me, I haven't done a lot of early access stuff. Same. It, it, I've done some stuff. I, I did. I got We Happy Few. Um, I also got a game called Kona, which is like this weird sort of survival game, but much more story focused. It's, you know, it's got like this like murder mystery thing going on. Um, it's like if Firewatch or something like that had like a survival system in it, basically it's what the kind of game it is. And it was very, very early. Um, and a couple of other things here and there. Uh, I think your mileage definitely varies with that stuff. I think that we're going to, we, but most of us here are, especially speaking for myself, like majority console players yeah. where like pre-alpha stuff yeah. hasn't really existed mm-hmm. until just this past year with yeah. the Xbox um, preview program. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that Sony will eventually follow suit with that and come out with their own thing. But I know, like, you know, Bobby North, when he was on the show, loved playing Ark. Yeah. And Ark is still not still not out. Still it's not still, 1.0. Yeah. It's still in its alpha phase. But mm-hmm. he was playing that game a year ago and was loving yeah. it. Um, so, again, like, mileage will vary. But I think as time goes on, um, we'll be getting into that stuff more and more. Yeah. I think, I think that it depends on what you want to get out of a game and what you're interested in is in it right if you want to see if you're interested in how a game develops over time from you know it's sort of germ of an idea to its finished sort of polished product then i think that pre-alpha stuff is really cool because sometimes i'm interested in that stuff sometimes i want to see like like i am fascinated to see what we happy few looks like in a year or two years when it's done in quote quote unquote um than what it started out as so so like that interests me but, you know, if you're going to spend 30, 20, 30, $40 on something that's early access, you, you have to know that you're not going to, you're, you're going to be getting something that's, that has a, it's full of holes. It might not work. It might crash. It might not be feature complete. It might change. Even, and then other thing too, to be worried about is that if you love it, it could totally change at, at a certain point and yeah. you can never get that back. So you have to be willing to sort of roll with the punches on that stuff. It'd be interesting to see if they do stuff like that coming up more on the consoles. Like, you know, I was thinking like 
you know, you couldn't pay for it, but like Overwatch for like a year before its release was running like alpha weekends or like yeah. alpha codes, but like you had to just get lucky and get into it. But good, I would have paid the full price of the game just to get into that, to play that game <laughs> early and seen it go through its changes. Yeah. I um, remember when I got my email from Blizzard for the PC beta. Hated you. And I was like, Justin, I got into the beta. <laughs> uh but yeah but again and stuff like that again it's like stuff that's free that's just like hey we want to test out our servers or like they just did the steep thing right yeah. which i don't know if it was a beta or an alpha or what the, what the hell they called it it had to be a beta because that game's like a month away from release yeah um that's something is cool because it's, it gives you a chance to try out the game to see if you like it uh and it also gives you a chance to kind of be part of the the sort of development of the game in some little way um, i just think it would be cool if they did stuff where it's like you'd have to pick like like let's say for honor for honor is like they were they ran an alpha but like i played that game a year ago mm-hmm. at psx just about a year ago now um like two weeks from now i would have plopped down like 10 to 15 bucks to be like you know what let me play this for like you know when you guys run things like you have a weekend where you're running it like i would have paid to play that game and like mm-hmm. seen its development through because like when i played it a couple like a, like a month or so ago it was fun and like I'm, I'm interested in it but like coming off that demo right there in in sony showroom or whatever Right then and there, I would have paid like twenty bucks just mm-hmm. to be like, hey, "Let me play this now, right?" And see and see where it goes. Mm-hmm. And they could have had a lot more time with people playing the game, making suggestions. I, I think it would be smart for games to do stuff like that, right? You couldn't take like a Call of Duty and be like, "I want to play the next Call of Duty now." Mm-hmm. We already know that they're going to do a like a beta for it the month mm-hmm. before now, but they don't really need the feedback. They're kind of building off what they know. It has to be like less established games. Yeah, for sure, for sure. All right, what do you got next for us? I have questions. Yeah. Now, it would have been smart if I kept them up, but yeah. of course I locked my phone. Aha! Michael Zudrow, also been a listener for the show for a long time. Do you guys find the $20 indie experience better than the $60 AAA games? Kelsey, what do you think? Uh, yes. <laughs> I, I love indie games a lot, and I always try um, to find like a cool, relatively popular indie game that has some reviews. Like I didn't mention it before in the pre-alpha thing but i am so afraid of trying things that don't have reviews mm. uh, i'm just it's weird but i'm just really scared um i like agree to, you know i don't think yeah, that's weird I'm at all so, scared. so it's weird is like i i don't feel that way about games i could just go by the look but anything else <laughs> anything else i need to see like 15 reviews yeah, yeah. i'm gonna buy I this mean, apple i'm gonna buy this apple cable for my new iphone that mm-hmm. like stupid little adapter thing yeah i'm reading reviews on on amazon like <laughs> what do people think of this product yeah like i need to know <laughs> um if basically what i go by is if it has relatively good reviews uh amazing art uh, like well for me personally obviously it's to each their own but really beautiful art and a cute story that i can pick up and that the reviews say it follows mm-hmm. that's usually how i go about indie games and i'm most of the time please what are some of your favorite ones kelsey i well this year i really liked firewatch mm-hmm. a lot uh, Oxen Free. I really like that one. There was a game, it came out on PlayStation, but not this year, maybe 2013 or 2014. 2014. It was called Never Alone. Steve would like that game a lot. Yeah, yeah, like the Alaskan. Oh, guys, yeah. It's so cute. Good. Because I, um, I don't know how it works in the US, but I, I have a bachelor's degree. Is it the same? Yeah. 
Same thing. An undergraduate? Yes, undergraduate. I got my bachelor's in anthropology and sociology. Oh, wow. So I, I'm getting another one in English so that I could teach in high school. But primarily my main interest was um, Native American culture, specifically in Canada. And so this game really appealed to me from the art and just from the story alone. So that's the type of game that I'll go for. And even before when you were mentioning the, or last, last week, <laughs> when you were mentioning the, the gate, the indie games, like the, the one about cancer really interested me. I even gave it a look, mm-hmm. I stuff like that. I, yeah. I like that, that uh, like they touch subjects that triple A games sometimes don't. Yeah, absolutely. I, I totally agree with you. I, I think uh, for me, it, it's, and I, I don't always have this luxury, but I generally can, if I want to buy a $60 game, I don't really have to make sure that I can afford it right now, which is nice because I've definitely been in a situation where it's like, I'm buying one game in this like next two months and I got to figure out what it's going to be. So for me, I'm able to sort of sit down and go like, okay, the $20 game, the $60 game, like I just want a great game. And so I, it's sometimes I don't even put them in different buckets, you know, in, 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 in my head, but I definitely, like you said, Kelsey, love the risks that smaller games are able to take because they're not dealing with these huge budgets and these giant sort of corporations sort of pushing them to be everything to everyone. They can be really good at one thing and appeal to one group of people or a few groups of people instead of having to hit like every quadrant of every, every single sort of focus group that, that that's out there. Um, I also obviously firewatch is one of my favorite games of the year um, for, for sure. Uh, you know, I, I loved Abzu th- this year as well. Uh, I think another stunning game and it's nice to be able to, you know, I can buy three indie games for 60 bucks instead of one sort of triple a game for 60 bucks. And that's, that can be really, really nice as well. A long time ago, um, when we first started the show, I'll say within our like first twenty episodes, somebody asked a question like, "If you had to play only one genre going forward, would it be like the AAA game mm. or um, the you know indies?" And uh, I think I said indies. I'm, I'm pretty sure that I did. And at the time, like I, when the it was PlayStation Four was still relatively new, yeah, weren't a lot of really great AAA mm. games. And like the, the indie scene back then was just like. It was happening. There yeah, were a it was lot constant. of there yeah. was a lot of great games coming out, and that's not to say there's not now. Um, but I would like for me the AAA experience just can't be matched. Mm. Um, I love again Firewatch is like a, was a great game this year, but you know people listening to the show know I love Transistor, mm-hmm. um, Bastion games. Mm-hmm. You know games of that size and scope um, are just great, and I love that I could sit down and I could play it for X amount of hours. And Rogue Legacy would fit into that category for yeah, me as well, for sure. Um, but there's something just special to me about a really great AAA game. And because I, I lean so heavily on online shooters and like online multiplayer focused games, because I, I play with a large group of people, mm-hmm. um, nothing can really match that for me. Yeah. I mean, I would say with very rare exception, though, if, if you're a person who loves kind of story based stuff if that's your main drive, then indie stuff is usually a better place to go for that stuff. More consistently interesting stories than other places. I mean, they're obviously there's stuff like uncharted and stuff like that, which are yeah. amazing, but, but most, those are more few and far between. Yes. Yeah. Triple A games are often much more sort of, uh, about presentation, presentation and mechanics based in a lot of, in a lot of times than they are in system based rather than sort of narrative based. So, so go with that. Um, Kelsey, you mentioned like liking the, the history and stuff like that. Did you play valiant hearts? No, it's about World War One, 
but it does uh, some I've of the it does some of the similar stuff that uh, Never Alone does, where it it, it uh, picks up and it has large emphasis, a large emphasis on actual events uh, that that happened, and will give you sort of these like all the collectibles in the game are like actual like diary entries or newspaper clippings and stuff like that from the actual era in which the game is based. Uh, oh wow! Yeah, it's really cool. It was it came out two years ago, right? Two years ago. Uh, yeah, 2014. 2014 from from yeah. Ubisoft. Um, th- that's the year they had two. They had that and Child of Light, which were two like small sort of indie like games. Even though they're obviously from Ubisoft, which is not an indie, indie developer, but <laughs> uh, Valiant Hearts is awesome. And if, and if you're interested in sort of that sort of stuff, I think that you would dig that game for sure. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna write it down definitely. Cool, and it's not long either. No, 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 it's not long. That's uh, another thing I like about uh, indie games. Yes, I will agree with you on that. Yeah, for sure. Length is nice. Length is nice. That's what I like about. It's honestly one of the things I have appreciated about the shooters that we've been playing over the last month. It's because I can two or three sittings and I can be done with with the campaign. And yeah, when you know when when time becomes more limited, that becomes more important, obviously. And I and I felt like that for a while now. But when when someone's like, "Oh, it's twenty dollars, but you can finish it in two hours," I'm like, "Oh my god, this is amazing." <laughs> Everyone knocked, uh, it was The Order, when The Order first came out, and it was like, you could beat that game in like six hours. I was like, that's great. Yeah, I'm the, excited about if that. If those six hours were better, that would I wouldn't have cared about it. was that. a great game. No, no, it's not a great game. It was a great game. It's, it's an okay game. It was great. No, come on. Tons of great things about that game. There are great things about that game, but it's not a great game. Let's not get. Let's not do this. Get this 2014 argument going again. It was 2015. <laughs> oh, that's 2015. That's right. It yeah. was. Um, we answered a little bit of this last week, but the second part of the question I think is is super relevant. Um, uh, Tanner Nation, who's at uh, the Tanner Nanner, have you guys played Sombra, and how do you feel about the future of Overwatch? So last week we talked, yeah, extensively, extensively about Sombra. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm excited to play her more. Um, mm-hmm. Funny enough, in the last week, none of us have played her any more than we talked about last week. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, when I was playing her, I kept repeating to the guys, like, I really like this character mm-hmm. a lot, but it's going to take a little bit of work to, you know, get in the flow with her. But when yeah, you got going, when you got going, though, it was a good amount of fun. Mm-hmm. I was really sure I, I'd play the game. I didn't, we didn't mention this on the last show, but one of her play the game things is great. Um, it'll show somebody else. Like, it'll show um, a diva with, like, another player's name as play of the game, and then all of a sudden, it, like, hacks out, and Sombra's, like, pushing on the screen. It's your name as play of the game. <laughs> That's and I was cool. Like, That's amazing. That's really cool. Um, but yeah, I'm 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 down for playing her. Kelsey, what about you? Yeah, I'm definitely down to get more into her. Uh just because I haven't had a chance to really get comfortable with her. Kel- but I felt the same about Widowmaker and Tracer too. And once I got I played more of them, you I was play more into Widow it. on console? Mm-hmm. Wow. It was really difficult, I'm not gonna lie. I I Widow is my least uh Bastion and Widow are my two least played characters. Because mm-hmm. I'm just terrible with both of them, which is <laughs> yeah. really hard to be bad with Bastion. Yeah, yeah. But I keep, I get, my problem with Bastion is, is like, I'm going to, you know what? This team's rolling on us. Screw them. I'm just going to get in this corner as Bastion. Instantly die every time, <laughs> no matter what. And it's like, I have like 40, and I have like 150 hours in the game. I have like 45 minutes with Bastion. <laughs> it's like, no. Kelsey, who are like, so who are your main characters in Overwatch? We didn't talk about this last week, and I'm interested to know. Diva. Okay, we talked about Diva. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I like May, uh, but I don't play her as much. Um, I was into Reaper in the beginning, but not anymore. 
Like, cause I feel like Diva just took over my life. <laughs> was it, did Diva take over your life before, after that update that made her godlike? <laughs> before? Yeah. I just loved her. I know. Like, I, when I saw the trailer for Diva, when they first announced her, I was like, that's who I'm going to play as mm-hmm. all the time. And when the game first came out, I barely touched her. I had found other people that I really liked. And then like, maybe like three or four weeks before that update hit where she became like nigh invincible, if you play her correctly. <laughs> I started liking her a lot, but I was like, I can't kill anybody with this ultimate. And they changed it. And it was like, now I'm killing everybody. Diva's yeah, the best. Yeah, that was the only thing that annoyed me. Like, I had to sprint. And yeah. if I was in the region, like, I would die by my own attack. And that drove me <laughs> up the walls. Yeah. So I rarely used it. <laughs> uh, but now now it's better. I love playing Azaria. Azaria is really good. Like, there are certain characters that are just like, when you see somebody play them, you're like, A, I hope that you're good. <laughs> but if you are good, you are super amazing for picking this character because... Like she works well with so many other characters. Yeah. yeah. Um, and few, I like Lucio too. Oh, Lucio's great. awesome. Yeah, Lucio's yeah. awesome. I have a very fond spot for Zenyatta. Mm. Zenyatta is like my favorite healer. Also, I got the Halloween skin where he looks like a skeleton. It's pretty cool. <laughs> and he has my favorite like play the game uh, openings, which is really hard to like get a Zenyatta play the I'm game. I'm sure, yeah. But when you get it, it feels great. <laughs> and then you like you look at all junk rats and like go like screw off that's a real play of the game right there um the future of overwatch i think is pretty bright uh it is bright like the sun they announced that overwatch league thing which is we didn't talk about but is really interesting uh this idea that they're gonna have like location-based uh professional overwatch teams uh so there's gonna be like the new york Mm -hmm. somethings and like the toronto somethings and whatever and it's not like it's also they're gonna be paid salaried and they're gonna have health benefits, benefits yeah which is like crazy yeah <laughs> it, it's it's writing a lot of the the problems that people have with the general sort of treatment of esports combat competitors in general which is that you know it's it's all it's very prize based you know it's if you, if you unless you win like big competitions you're not going to make a lot of money doing what what you doing this stuff but with this it, it's it's just like playing professional sports it doesn't matter if you're winning or losing you're getting paid you're getting paid it's and a I'm job sh- yeah it's a job and i'm sure that if players don't perform well they're going to get cut and all this kind of stuff but it's a cool idea yeah um you know i i think for me i i've never really got into watching like competitive gaming before like i'll watch people play games till the day so the cows come home i watch giant bomb like more than normal television and you know and stuff like that but competitive gaming i've never been able to get into but i'm hoping that sort of with the idea of there's a team that's from my location like i might get more interested yeah. in what's going on and i mean i think as far as like the game itself i mean they've already shown that they're gonna they kept their promise they've had what two new characters since the game Anna released? and sombra and uh they're more on the way two or three new maps um just Eichenwald as a like a main new map, right? Okay. Um, and then they've added in this like this smaller one for the arcade stuff. But okay. They already have talked about they have another um uh, map in the hopper. They're working on testing right now. I think they even told they talked about it at BlizzCon. It was gonna be an Egyptian based one. Yeah. Um, but, but that one's that one's you know on the close end. But they have more heroes and maps in the works. Um you know they talked about a little bit of, if you follow like their updates about like their playtesting is like, you know, character goes through many ch- uh, changes before they come out. Yeah. And I mean what what you, we've always said about Blizzard is they're awesome at supporting their games. I mean, if you look at at BlizzCon this year, they announced they they did like a whole thing on Diablo 3 which is a at this point a 5 
year old game at this point. Uh, you know, a whole new class coming. Uh, a remake of Diablo one inside of Diablo three. Yeah. So th- they support their games for a long time. So I think if they can keep people interested in the game, which they're very good at doing anyway, but you know, the future is very bright for for the game. Here's the thing about Overwatch. Um, but I don't know what what like what's Overwatch two look like, and does it follow the same kind of pattern that Blizzard has always, which is like Overwatch will come out and then they'll support it for seven years before there's an Overwatch two or yeah. whatever. Um, the thing about Overwatch is it resonates so heavily with the community. Mm-hmm. Um, like if you're on their Reddit at all. The, the people on the Reddit have like shipped characters and like come up with like elaborate backstories and like people like Kelsey mentioned if it was this week or last week I can't remember but like it was last week like I want a campaign like mm-hmm. I want a campaign with Overwatch mm-hmm. and like I don't think that's coming soon but I do think it's coming down the line like I do think Overwatch 2 could have a campaign like I, I, I think that there is way too much gold to mine here for them to just be like no we're never going to go down that road now they, they've talked about going down that road in other forms there's a comic book coming out with uh, from Dark Horse in I think like March or April or somewhere in that time frame. Um, there's been like rumblings about some sort of like digital series. Um, I think for sure that we'll see stuff like that. Uh, but I they're, they're, they have to do something more with these characters, mm. especially because they resonate with everybody so well. Um, somebody had posted a video on Twitter. The guy who voices Lucio. They all went to Blizzard recently, and it was on Kotaku, and it was like the Overwatch yeah. characters meet each other. That video was adorable. It was amazing. <laughs> it was amazing. Um, and like they have great chemistry together, and mm-hmm. it's like it would be asinine and like an oversight completely for them not to do something with this. Yeah. Um, last month's or the Halloween event when they had that PVE mode, people loved that. Loved mm. it. It would not. It would not shock me next blizzcon or sometime before then for them to announce like a permanent pve raid type thing mm-hmm. um which i could definitely see coming as like a you know here's a, f- a like a proof of concept for a like maybe future campaign mm-hmm. um i think the overwatch like i said before is like, is like bright like the sun like mm-hmm. we're going to see overwatch for a very long time and with good reason it's phenomenal mm-hmm. all right would that make you all happy uh, happy kelsey <laughs> Yeah, well, um, Kelsey, you're on we mute. had. Am I? You might have lost her. Do we lose Kelsey? Am I? No, she's here. Yeah, you were on mute. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Um, I wanted to say because either last week or the week before, there was Northern Arena here in Montreal. What's Northern Arena? Uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> it's like. Um, uh esports oh okay and it it happened like where the montreal canadians play so the big bell center Mm -hmm. and it filled up and people went to go watch and that's just in montreal i can't even imagine a game like overwatch in a bigger city would be insane yeah for sure just to to be in the arena and watching it it's a lot of fun it's it's like watching sports yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and Normally. If, if they have like a great spectator mode that they can sort of project for people to watch, it'll be even better. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right, what do we got next? Uh, so Cody, our friend Cody, who's a combo Cody, asked a couple of questions. Um, we could go through these kind of quickly. So the first one, what game are you looking forward to most in 2017? 
Mm, that's a good question. Mass Effect. Mass Effect is like we don't know that many definite yeah, games like, for 2017 yet. We don't. Uh, PSX th- Part Three is coming out. We have the Game Awards two weeks from now. Yeah, two weeks um, from now. A week. We're um, on the fourth or fifth is PSX, so we're gonna get a bunch of game announcements probably hitting in 2017. But like for announced stuff right now, like there are things you know. Next Assassin's Creed is gonna be there. The next Call of Duty is gonna be there. Battlefront <clears throat> Two will be in that time frame. Um, oh yeah, Destiny Two. Destiny 2. Yeah. Red Dead Redemption, supposedly. Uh, 2, yeah, yeah, supposedly. Um, You mean March 2018? Yeah. Uh, (laughs) But for me, like, I'm a a big Mass Effect fan. Um, I got to see the next chapter. And so for me, like, that's the one over, like, Horizon Zero Dawn or uh, Persona 5, which got pushed later into 20... Yeah, to April. uh, February to April. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Mass Effect is big for me. Zelda Breath of the Wild is probably the top for me. Um, I I think that... In January, when Nintendo announces their slate, I have a feeling that there'll be a couple more games on that list that'll probably... If there's a new 3D Mario game, which... All, it looks like it. Yeah, it looks like it. Like, that'll be on that list for sure, uh, because I can't wait to play that. Splatoon. Splatoon. I, I'm wondering what that's going to be. Like, if it's going to be an update to the Wii U game or a whole new thing. Uh, Persona 5 isn't their big one for me. Persona 5, Mass Effect, and Zelda are probably the three that like I'm it, most excited for. Just the games I just rattled off. Like, Persona... Uh, Mass Effect, Zelda, a Mario game. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a little like heavy. Like, you could already write in a couple of those for like we're gonna be talking about these at the end of the year. Yeah, you would think so. You anyway. would think so. Yeah. Um, and that's not even counting like something that would come out of the like the woodworks and surprise us, like Battlefield or something. Yeah. You know. What about you, Kelsey? What are you excited for? <laughs> I feel weird because I actually have six. <laughs> okay, go for it. <laughs> Rattle it off. Um. So the people who made Life is Strange. Yes. They're coming out. With another game called Vampire. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you about a game that they made before Life is Strange. You, you do love that game. Remember, Remember me? me. Yeah, it's a great Yeah, okay. <laughs> I almost got you to say it's a great game. Yeah. yeah. Almost. Almost. I've never played it, so that would have been a lie. All right. Sorry, Kelsey. Go ahead. <laughs> um, basically, Vampire, it's a, he's like a vampire doctor who's coming to terms with the fact that he's a vampire during uh, London in 1918, which was when there was the Spanish flu. Mm, yeah i'm a big uh, history nerd so i'm excited for that uh horizon zero dawn if it comes out it's coming it's out. coming out they, uh, yeah, yeah. Be out for it sure. was just delayed yeah, yeah. it's pretty uh, locked in ukulele oh yeah right yeah I forgot about that i'm excited for that one Banjo it's and the, just the peeps. type of game i'll enjoy yeah. yeah uh the spider-man game if it if it comes out it wasn't deterred like um I th- confirmed i think we'll know for sure by the time psx rolls around yeah probably yeah yeah and uh even the other game that wasn't really confirmed was the star wars battlefront 2 mm-hmm. that's gonna or be was out. it it yeah. wasn't officially confirmed and it but has they, a campaign so i'm excited for that yeah they they're rolling every other year with battlefield battlefront battlefield and it's going to be star wars forever now like yeah. star wars is part of our life forever yeah um uh, that, it's that, okay that um the Amy Hennig game, they said 2018. Yeah. The, like the single player one. The single player one, yeah. yeah. And then Respawn's working on a game. So now like, Respawn's working on a Star Wars game after Titanfall 2? It's like, yes. Yeah. Sign me up. They have two teams out at Respawn, yeah. so. Yeah. It's going to be a good year. We'll see. I mean, it'll be if, hard if to those, follow this year. If those games come out in, in that year. Yeah. Well, I mean, some of them, like, some of them you, will. you know that Battlefront's coming out next year. Yeah, but I'm. Like, they're not going to delay that. Right. You know the Call of Duty and Assassin's Creed are both going to be there. I have no faith in any Nintendo decision ever <laughs> that the, like Breath of the Wild could end up in 2018 for all I know. 
No, it's it, going to come out. I know that it's most likely coming out, it's but gonna still. Come out, like, it's going to come out in March. They're going to launch it with the console. They're not going to push it. No, the, you, you didn't see the news? What? Oh, no, like, it's not launching with the console anymore. That's already like pretty much determined. Because they said that it has to go through testing, and the testing would end at the end of December, and it was a four to six month test. So it's... Did you, Nintendo say this, or this was like a report? No, no, no. It's, it's a report. I'll believe it when... When Nintendo, Nintendo says, says yeah, it. but like the people who are like up on the no on this stuff, they say that it's not coming out we'll see. at launch with it. I'm gonna go look it up. We'll see. Well, you, you need to ask the next question. I do. Damn it. <laughs> okay. Oh, Cody said with VR out, what's the next step for gaming? Like, what do we see the next step being after VR if there is one? Well, I, I think it's I think with VR, it's like it, they need to make VR like they need to. There's a lot Improve. left. Yeah, there's a lot left to do with VR before you move on to the next thing. You need you need affordable headsets. You need stuff that um, you need to. They need to figure out sort of their platform and and because I, I think going forward having three totally separate marketplaces for 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 um, for this technology is going to really hurt them because you can't divide a already small user base so disparately and expect it to catch on. Yeah. Um, you know, I think there's improvements that can be made, especially, uh, you know, the price coming down on the Oculus and the Vive is obviously very important. Microsoft has announced like these, like that there's going to be like these AR VR headsets that are going to come out that are going to be like very, are going to be much more affordable. Um, you know, Google has like their daydream thing coming out, which is, works with their, with their phone. Um, and, and then you've got what they need to fix or improve some of the PlayStation VR as well. So I, I think there's too much to do with VR to, to even think about the next step. What do you think, Kelsey? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Justin? Yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't say anything more than that. Like, you can't, you, you can't yeah. foresee past VR right now. Yeah. I mean, you, the only answer is you're going to push more pixels. You're going to throw more horsepower at things, and things are going to look better and run at higher resolutions and stuff like that. But that isn't, like, interesting or fun. That's just the natural progression of what games end up being. Yeah, the next console, like whenever PlayStation five or the like, Scorpio comes out, like they will look better. Yeah. They will run better. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll have better graphics and better processors and all that stuff. But like, as far as like, you know, maybe like augmented reality, like we're not, we're not even close to that yet. We got to get VR going first. Yeah. I mean, augmented reality, I think that's Could, definitely there and in, in, in the, and is going to be something big, I think, but um, it's application for gaming. I don't know what that is even going to be. Um, and I think the answer is more going to be like a mixed sort of VR, AR sort of, sort of thing but you know again i think that what will what will be the next step forward was something we don't see coming you know like no one saw the Wii coming before the Wii showed up so and that changed a lot of stuff so uh, same thing with like the iphone stuff like that would change gaming in their in their own sort of way so i think that it's gonna something's gonna happen that we're not even gonna expect just quickly on that zelda thing because i didn't want to sound like i was talking out of my ass why knew you were talking out of your ass oh well uh from ign (laughs) zelda breath of the wild reportedly won't be a nintendo switch launch title but mario might be Localization work underway still. Uh, according to Eurogamer, sources, sources close to Nintendo have corroborated a report from insider Emily Rogers that localization on the game may not be completed until the end of December, at which point an additional four to six months would be required before launch. Hmm. So that would put us past the launch of the... Uh, to April. Yeah. At least. At the, at the very least. April. All right, what so else? That means June. Yeah. Uh, and then the last, Cody's last question was what we thought about the rumor of the Telltale doing Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh right, 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 right. Because the, that Marvel thing has been rumored for a, not rumored, but a, a official a while ago, a long time ago. I think it was at the last Game Awards, something like that. It was a while ago. 
uh, that they that they announced that they were going to do something with them. Uh, Kelsey, what do you think about them doing Guardians of the Galaxy? I'm excited. I mean, I think it'll be pretty similar to to Batman. Uh, you keep the same characters. Maybe they'll differ completely, but I think Guardians of the Galaxy as a whole has a lot of humor and diverse characters that they can make an interesting story. Yeah, for sure. I think it sounds cool. I mean, I would have preferred something... It's funny to say, like less less known, less mainstream, hysterical than the Guardians of the Galaxy, which a couple of years ago that would have been a ridiculous thing to say. Yeah, <laughs> but I would have rather them attack like a character that is not as they're not as prevalent or well known because I feel like a little bit with and it's nothing to do with the quality of what they put out, but Telltale very much and again they need to make money. That's and I'm sure it'll be good, but like it just feels like who would you pick though? I don't know, but, but uh, like, what Marvel character right now is not a well-known, like you know, that you could legitimately do a game around? Like you would, like years ago, you'd be like, oh, Ant Man, Ant Man's been in the movie, Doctor Strange movie, Guardians movie, like Moon Knight. Moon Knight would be awesome. I feel like Moon Knight would run really close with Fables, though, like that Norish type of yeah, or, the, Bat, or Batman. But the 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 subject matter of Moon Knight is fucking nutso. Yeah, it's so true. that would have been totally Maybe that different. scared them away. Yeah, but there's not like there's not a lot of Marvel characters. Ne- like I'm sure there's five thousand characters, but yeah. like that you want to focus a game around. There's not a ton of them left. Yeah, no, but I mean, I would say that like even even I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy is like one of the more most popular Marvel films. Yeah. So it, that's like that's like if you're not gonna do the Avengers like you're probably gonna do, or Iron Man you're gonna do Guardians of the Galaxy like that's what it, you know that's kind of what it goes like um, I think they're aiming for like humor oh yeah I think the humor could really work for sure and they proved it with Borderlands right that they can do the yeah. humor very well yeah uh, you know I, I, I would have I think and but again you're right just doing Batman like I would think like more street level stuff and they've done some of this stuff in the obviously in the the TV side of things recently but one of those like Netflix type characters like a Daredevil or a Jessica Jones or a Luke Cage or something like that would have been, I think, a little more interesting to me. But again, that's just going off of like just kind of gut reaction to seeing the the news. Yeah. Um, I Like I said, I, I would love if they picked a character that didn't have like its firm roots somewhere else, mm-hmm. like uh, like the, in the Netflix shows or the movies. But like looking back at it, there's not like a... I'm sure tonight when I'm laying in bed, I'll think of somebody. Uh, I, I would have... Let's say this. I would have loved they'd done Fantastic Four. Yeah, I was about to say that. Fantastic Four would have been good. Because that would yeah. have been an awesome... They've never been done well in... Anything. Anything. So, <laughs> other than comics. So, that would have been a really cool thing for them to do, I think. Because that would have been a cool way to show who the team really was and stuff like that. But, again, I think it'll probably end up being great. It's just gut reaction is I'm uh, not super psyched that, it, that it's something so, I guess, ob- obvious. All right, next question. All right. Uh, Gizmodo. Who's that? I'm just going to spell it because I can't say it. I apologize. <laughs> S-K-S-U-V-A-K. What has made you the angriest in a game? An example, being excited to have killed the, the Cyber Demon in Doom only to have to do it again. That would have made me mad. That was frustrating. That would have made me real mad. There's just two levels to that boss fight. There's two stages to it. It is really hard to be in the first time though, so it is very... <laughs> I'll tell you something that makes me really angry mm. in games. Anytime I have an escort mission... I want to throw yeah. my TV out the window. Escort missions are the worst. They really are. Mm-hmm. They are the worst. There's in Metal Gear Solid 2, there's an escort mission that's also partly underwater. 
No thanks. <laughs> it's like the two worst <laughs> things in video games put into one. Uh, what about you, Kelsey? Do you have a, a a type of thing or like a moment that made you really angry at a game? Any difficult Mario level <laughs> mm. that you have to redo a million times because you have to jump at the perfect moment mm. or whatever drives me up the walls. It would happen in Yoshi's Island anything it drives me crazy because then you, sometimes you have to restart from the beginning i hate it it drives me up the walls <laughs> uh for me i agree with escort missions also those chase missions also suck um and also those missions in assassin's creed where you have to like listen in on conversations and like follow along but at a certain distance you can't get too close you can't get yeah, too far away Piss me off. Those are boring. But if you're going to talk about one moment, and I think I've talked about this in the show before, but one moment that I remember specifically being so angry, it was the first Mirror's Edge, and I got it from Gamefly, and there was there was a sequence where you had to do like a very specific platforming thing, and I did it thirty times. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. On the thirtieth time, I went to do it. I missed. I literally went fuck this, and I opened up the Xbox, took it out, put it in the envelope, sealed it, and went outside and put it in the mailbox. And that was it. I was done. Good perseverance. That's my last memory of Mirror's Edge. <laughs> I was trying to think of like, things that make me more mad than that. Um, bad checkpoints. Bad checkpoints oh, yeah. are not yeah. good. Yeah. Um, there were some checkpoints, I forget, was it in, no, it wasn't in Titanfall, because I didn't die a lot in there. Call of Duty. There were some bad ones in Call of Duty. There, were, like. yeah, there were some bad ones in Battlefield. As well, Battlefield yeah, One. There Battlefield, was some that, really bad no, ones. That's the game I'm thinking of. Yeah. It was Battlefield, where it was like, "Why did you start me all the way back here?" Yeah, I like it's like if if I'm finishing an object, if I finish an objective in a mission, and you're not like giving me a checkpoint or an auto save, games without auto, like games ridiculous. without your the ability to create your own saves at any point, like Deus Ex was great for this because oh, yeah. it was like I made it ten feet, save. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I made it ten feet. I'm going to create a second save just in case I want to come back to this point. Yeah, yeah. You can um, save scum yeah. the shit out of that game. Yeah. You're like, I'm going to hack this computer, but it has like a danger. Like, I don't get caught. I've really, okay, I'm going to save it before this. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, games that don't let you create manual saves and have poor checkpointing systems are the worst. Like, Halo was always really good about that. Halo, I felt like I was seeing like checkpoint, checkpoint, yeah. checkpoint, always. I forget what it was Skyrim. Skyrim was the worst defender for that or Fallout because you could go like a half hour. And then be like, I haven't saved in a half hour, and I just it, I'm a half hour back. Oh yeah, this is great. Yeah, because <laughs> you're like I, I would spend so much time in the open world just exploring. Yeah. It was like, oh you, I, I think the worst I ever did was like an hour hmm. of just like wandering around, and it was like I didn't save. <laughs> I'm not gonna put this game down and walk away for the next two days. Um, stuff like that. Yeah, um, bad checkpoints, like especially in this day and age, are yeah. just like unforgivable. I, I I actually hear Watch Dogs has bad checkpoint systems oh, really? in their like encounters uh, okay yeah um and like kotaku says play the game on easy because their checkpoint system sucks right so we'll see that was a big thing for me in gta 4 that turned me off because there was like when you would do like those chase scenes and you would fail like you know three quarters of the way through a chase scene you have to go back all the way to the beginning which and it was like a three to four minute sort of sequence or whatever that would always drive me crazy also no fast travel if you don't have fast travel on your game in this day uh, if it's open world get out of here yeah, especially if it's, i mean open world is when you really need it yeah yeah but get out of here with that garbage 
<laughs> Mafia doesn't have fast travel. I know that, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be annoyed. No, with that. it doesn't. Watch Dogs has it. Watch Dogs, you can't fast travel to your mission, to your objective, mission objective, but you could fast travel close to it. Right. With that, which again, like as long as you can fast travel, it's not that big of a deal. But you got anything else, Kelsey? No, you guys said it all. <laughs> Games that don't save. That I hate that. When the NES Especially, Classic is out of stock. Oh my god. Maybe by it's been a week and I still haven't gotten it. <laughs> Yeah. Well, if uh, if anybody else has any that they're hmm. waving mentions, tweet us and let us know. Luciano, another good friend of ours at the Arctic Beast. With the Xbox celebrating 15 years, what are your fondest memories of Xbox gaming and what do you think of the upcoming Scorpio? So where do you want to start? You want to start with the 15 years or do you want to go right into Scorpio? Well, let's start with the 15 years. Kelsey, have, are, uh, did you ever own an, an Xbox console? I personally didn't, but my cousin had one. Hmm. And the first time I ever played an Xbox game was when he had the Dragon Ball Z game. It was on the first Xbox, I think. Yeah. And I remember we would just play that for hours. Like we would stay in the basement and just play Dragon Ball Z. Awesome. And he would like not tell me the the super moves. <laughs> and I would, yeah, <laughs> he so. would like cream me. But I, <laughs> I was like five I, or seven. I still wanted to play. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I there's an obvious one for Xbox memories or whatever, but for me, it's probably other than the one that I'm sure Justin will talk about. Uh, Kotor was the big one for me, and that's the old public. Um, obviously Halo. Yeah, that, that that's the Halo is the one that got me like really cemented back into gaming. Mm-hmm. Um, that original Xbox was such a piece of junk. It was not. It was awesome. <laughs> it was yeah, but like looking back at it, there weren't like there were. I mean, there were some good games. There, yeah. I mean, there, clearly there were Kotar. Yeah. Uh, but I just I remember playing like f- way too much Fusion Frenzy because maybe that was at the time where I couldn't afford a lot of games. So yeah, I had probably. To get, just like get whatever I could. Yeah. So my memory's a little bit skewed on it, but uh, you know, Halo and Halo Two. I mean, mm-hmm. Halo Two is I I I put Destiny like hours into, mm-hmm. and then you know. Watching the Xbox 360 reveal on MTV with Elijah Wood, like if you go back and watch that now, it's 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 <laughs> incredible to watch and see where we've come mm-hmm. uh, from that point. Um, Halo Three was a big one. I, that's where I fell in love with the Mass Effect series. I mean, that's where I like I got a lot of my like gaming habits now. Um, I fell in love with like achievement hunting, or you know, and from there trophy hunting. Um, Dead Rising mm-hmm. stands out. Um, we talked about that a couple of weeks ago with Steve. Um, I mean, trading in Mass Effect and then coming back to it like a year later and falling in love with it and wondering why I ever traded it in. <laughs> Playing a couple of like, you know, I played Skyrim mm-hmm. on that console. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I, a lot of my gaming firsts for especially with like within, we'll say like the last like, you know, 15 years or so exactly came on like an Xbox platform. Mm-hmm. Um, some of my favorite games of all time are on there. Um, even with Xbox One, like, you know, Xbox One deriding when it first came out struggling um you know it, it started to find their footing they're fighting back there's some like really good quality games that people might have missed like if you've went and gotten an xbox one because they become so cheap like if you got an xbox one s lately go get sunset overdrive um sunset overdrive is a fantastic game but definitely mm. one of my favorites of this generation and then stuff like even like weird stuff like rise like i really enjoyed playing rise um, which was a launch game for that console. There are plenty of other games you play before you play Rise. Some people really like Rise. I know, but come on. We've been like, what, we're three years into the console. I still really like that game. Like, <laughs> I, I really liked the story that it was telling. Like, the gameplay was whatever. You can take it or leave it. It had really great visuals, but it had like an actual, legitimately interesting story. 
um, that we'll never get to really see like the second part of. They uh they've been the number one console for like four months in a row. Yeah, now. which is something. Yep. Yeah. So like, as far as the Scorpio, yeah, I look forward to seeing it. I'm underwhelmed with the PS4 Pro. Um, that's no secret. Mm-hmm. I, I wish it was doing what the Scorpio says that it's going to be doing. Um, they're really getting out there and saying they're going to hit native 4K, which mm-hmm. like everyone's like, I don't know how they're going to do that, but yeah. they're saying it. They're not doing what Sony's doing and saying, oh, we're going to upscale mm-hmm. and then use 4K like, you know, they're not using like marketing terms. They're like, oh no, we're going for it. Yeah, we'll, but we'll see once the, they when actually the consoles, announce it. Yeah. How much that, that's it. Yeah. But you know what? At least they're get like, they're getting out there and they're, they're jumping into it and saying like, we're doing this. We're not oh, doing yeah. what Sony's doing right now. Yeah. We're going to go for native 4K. Oh yeah. They're being ballsy. Yeah. They're being really ballsy. Which I think they needed to do. Oh yeah, for sure. I, you know, I think that I'm interested in it for sure. I, I don't know what it's going to be. I don't know if when it comes out, it's going to be a, a big enough leap for me to want to go out and buy another console. Um, you know, I don't know what it's going to bring to me that the Xbox one already doesn't bring or the PS4 doesn't already bring. And if it's just, Hey, it looks better then I probably won't jump on it. See, but for me, it's all about the visuals. It's, you know, I get off on that stuff. Like, yeah, for sure. Pretty looking video games are awesome. And if, if the Xbox Scorpio is hitting the stuff that they say that it's going to be hitting, like it's going to be, it's going to be a dramatic step up. And so I need to see it. Like mm-hmm. what they really need to fix to get me inv- like invested in the Xbox again is they need to fix their UI because their UI is awful. Their UI is bad. Kelsey, what would it take to get you into Xbox? I was actually considering getting uh, the Scorpio, so not much. <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> we should find out a lot about that. I would say, you know, E3 is less than a year away. Well, yeah, but less than a year away at this yeah. point, uh-huh. seven months away or whatever. But Jeez, that seems so soon. Yeah. I mean, if, if we don't find out something before that, because I mean, if they do their own sort of like reveal thing, like most people are doing. At oh, this yeah, point, yeah, you're right. That's what they're going to do. They'll probably do that and then at, have their conference be, you know, all, all the games and stuff. Yeah. But, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm interested for sure. I mean, by the time that comes out, it would have been four years yeah. since Xbox One came out. So, I mean, I'll be ready to move forward with the Xbox. But the real question is, will they get me to stop playing? all my games on my PlayStation. Right, yeah. That, that's, if they can, that, if they can make that jump, then it'll, it will have to be something super significant for me to like make the jump playing everything over there. Right. I mean, and for you too, it's also going to matter like you play a lot of multiplayer games. So if all your friends are still playing on a PS4, yeah, all my friends are like, I'm PS5, I'm PlayStation for life. I'm like, what, what are you, seven? <laughs> like, come on. Oh man. All right, what's next? Next. Let me pull this back up. Uh, I think we're running out of questions. Okay. We're running out of time, so that's a good thing. <laughs> Guess what? That was all the questions. Good. <laughs> Please send us more questions. Yes. That was awesome. That was fun. Um, would, I would like to do that more. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, yeah. Um, we were going to do a little, like, what we're thankful for in in gaming thing, but I think we'll hold off. We, oh, we got, like, a full episode out of the questions because we weren't sure. If Where are we at right now? We're pretty much at like almost an hour. Oh, great. Yeah. That was awesome. I'm uh, thankful for you guys. Yes, for sure. <laughs> and for Kelsey coming and saving the show. Yeah. And that Welshman. <gasps> and that Welshman. Thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah. If you guys want to get in touch with us, it's talking underscore games on Twitter. Games at talkingcomicbooks.com is where you can send uh, emails 
please, please, please review us and rate us on iTunes. That would be super awesome. It makes me happy. <laughs> it makes me mad when we get bad ones. Sometimes sad. Sometimes Justin writes to iTunes to, to complain about bad reviews. That one guy <laughs> had no grounds to stand on. Uh, but yeah, please, because it's the best way. For, it's honestly the best way to get people to find the show on iTunes is to have reviews and ratings. Um, so please, please, if you can go there and review us that would be awesome it would mean so much to us um if you want to interact with us each individually i'm at bobby shortle on twitter justin i'm at your oak j-o-r-o-a-k and kelsey kel samus k-e-l-s-s-a-m-u-s yeah and that's gonna do it for the show for this week happy thanksgiving to all of our uh, american friends uh have a good good luck surviving black friday um and uh play some games over this little holiday break i think we i i don't even know what i'm gonna be playing by the time we're actually at the date in which we're saying we're recording uh, this pokemon uh, yeah pokemon. i was expecting to hear that from you today so i expect <laughs> uh, a full report in a couple of weeks yeah a pokemon report from kelsey um yeah i don't know what i'm be playing i have at that point right now Watch looking dogs? to the yeah looking to the end of the year i have two open world games to play and dishonored 2 oh yeah dishonored 2 Next time we come out, I'll definitely have a lot to say about Dishonored too. Yeah. That's for sure. All right. Well, thank you, Justin. Thank you, Bobby. Thank you, Kelsey. Thank you. Have a great day, everybody, and uh, be good to each other. <laughs>